Never have so many grand things been said for a food product that, let's face it, we all admit it, it's fun when you're a kid, but pretty darn cloying when your tastes mature. But news of the Twinkies' demise was, it seems, premature. Hostess and its striking employees have agreed to keep negotiating for now. All the eulogies got us thinking, though, about other countries and their obsessions with sugary baked goods. Look no further than Mexico, home of the Twinkie-like Gansito. Rachel Loudon writes a blog on food and food politics. She lived in Mexico for 15 years before moving to Texas just a few months ago. Loudon says gansitas are everywhere in Mexico. There's not a little mom-and-pop store. There's not a grocery store that does not have a large display of gansitos, little geese, right. on, on their shelves. So describe the gansito for us. What, what does it look like? What does it taste like? It comes in a little plastic package, uh, brown and blue, with a little goose on the outside. It's a cream-filled sponge. It has a little strawberry jam, or what purports to be strawberry jam, on the top. And then the whole lot is covered uh, with chocolate and chocolate sprinkles. Right. So you say purports to be strawberry jam on top. Does that mean you've uh, tasted these and said, mm, may look like it, but it's not strawberry jam? Well, it's very sweet. Let's put it that way. Okay. But for Mexican children, it is the treat par excellence. Right. So what is that all about? And what do you think the whole Twinkie thing is about? Because even tasting a Twinkie today, it's like, oh, yeah, I, that reminds me of my youth. But then it's just way too sweet. What do people see in this, even grown-ups who kind of look back lovingly on the Twinkie? I mean, I, I assume there are a few of those in Mexico and the Gansito. Oh, yes. It's very interesting. It parallels the subculture of the Twinkies and the nostalgia surrounding the Twinkies very closely. They came in the uh, 1950s. The did. Yes, yeah. using the American technology. Bimbo, who makes them, the big bread company, was always very quick to pick up on the latest baking technology. Every snack cake that's made by Hostess, you can find a parallel in Mexico. They associated them strongly with family. They were heavily advertised on early television in Mexico. And of course, for the families, they were sanitary in days when not everything was in Mexico, so they felt very safe giving them to the children. They were an affordable treat. They only cost a very little bit, but it was a little touch of luxury, something out of the ordinary. So people remember them and still eat them with great pleasure. It sounds very similar to the to the rise of the Twinkie, uh, kind of like, you know, post-war uh, piece of uh, food stuff that a lot of kids liked. And it grew with the family, as you say, a family-friendly taste. One downside that people have been saying over the years about Twinkies is, uh, you know, the connection to high rates of child obesity. And now people are looking at this and as maybe it's not such a bad thing. What would happen if the Gansito went away? Do you think people would be outraged? In Mexico? Oh, certainly. And I really wonder about the obesity business because we live in an environment where people have so many opportunities to eat high-calorie foods. You take out the Gansito or the Twinkie and I think something else will pop in in its place. So you lived in Mexico for the past 15 years. What is the one junk food from Mexico that you can't find in Austin or in the U.S. that you actually do miss? Oh, real chicharron. That's uh, pork cracklings. Pork cracklings, but the ones that still have meat on the inside and are freshly fried. Oh, my God.
Mm. Long live pork cracklins. Historian and food blogger Rachel Loudon, we have a link to her site at theworld.org. We've also got an item there that might surprise you. It turns out Mexico's bakery giant, Grupo Bimbo, owns quite a few American brands. Check out our slideshow. Again, that's at theworld.org.